Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for joining us. A little later in the show, we're going to talk with Neil Rubin, reporter at the Detroit News, who wrote a really interesting column this weekend comparing Donald Trump to Jeffrey Figer, who challenged Governor John Engler uh, in the late 1990s for uh, governor. And uh, in this column, Rubin points out some of the things that might seem familiar to people in Michigan about the Trump campaign because of that really quirky campaign that Jeffrey Figer ran so many years ago. You're not going to want to miss that. It's a really interesting column, and I'm sure we'll have a good conversation about it. We'll also preview a new WDET podcast, Twisted Storytellers, hosted by Satori Shakur, who I have to admit is one of my favorite storytellers around town. I'm really excited to have her here today to talk about her new podcast. You won't want to miss that either. But up first, things are starting to get exciting and, to indulge a cliche, hot. Down in Rio, American swimmer Katie Ledecky shattered her own 400-meter freestyle record last night. And Michael Phelps helped the American team win the relay with an incredible second leg. It's Phelps' 19th gold medal, an Olympic record. At the same time, athletes are openly accusing each other of doping. And that's sort of the, the subtext of this games, I think, in the months leading up to it. The talk about doping, the, the, the countries that are not really well represented this year because of doping. Uh, that's one of the big subtexts here uh, all the two weeks of the Olympics. So here to break it all down for us is Detroit News sports reporter John Neo, who is live in Rio covering the Olympics. John, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, tough cool, duty there. Cool, cloudy day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah. It's, it's I got to cool, go to Rio for two here. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks. Let's put it. Let's get it straight. <laughs> Three yeah, weeks. No, and, that's actually, right. and as you mentioned, you know, the, the, now that the events have started, some of the other, you know, gloom and doom has sort of you know, faded at least a little bit to the back burner. It will pop up quite often as we go along here. But um, the athletes are the story, the major story now, and I think. It, Everybody involved in putting these Olympics on, I think, is pretty excited about that. Yeah. So, I mean, because the athletes are now the story, I think that is one of the reasons that the United States, which has the, the largest delegation in the Games by far, I mean, it, far, seems right? like, it seems like we're really set up to just sort of dominate this particular Games because of those circumstances. Yeah, no, right, and the, the delegation may still be entering the stadium in the opening ceremony. They're, they're that large, <laughs> they're and it's five hundred fifty-five. And 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 as you mentioned, I mean, some of the storylines. Obviously, the doping storyline is is going to run all the way through the Olympics and probably every Olympics for the foreseeable future. But with the Russian delegation being, you know, cut in, uh, cut by a third, and and uh, some of the you know the track athletes are not here. Um, the U.S. will win the medal count almost assuredly. They're ahead of it already, and 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 really, it's it's the U.S. women. Um, and as we saw Katie Ledecky last night, I mean, the U.S. women won more gold medals than the men last year, and that will probably almost likely be the case again this year. They really have some dominant um, star athletes on the women's side. But when you watch the gymnastics yesterday, the U.S. could have sent two gymnastics teams here for the women and one gold and silver probably the way they outclassed the, you know the rest of the field so it will be a 
a big success. NBC, I think, is very excited because this is going to be, they think, one of their highest-rated Olympics, partly because of the time zone, but also because of the U.S. success. Yeah, right. Um, talk about Michael Phelps. Uh, gets his 19th gold medal last night. This is somebody who I think is uh, the sort of obsessive, uh, the obsession of uh, Olympics watchers, partially because he sort of keeps teasing us, right? Like he'll go to the yeah, Olympics yeah, and no, yeah. then he'll say, well, I think that's about, I think that's about enough for me. I've got other things I want to do, or he has some sort of crisis. And then he comes back after, after uh, yeah. four years and, and, and says, and, I'm going to do it again. And do it again. The second leg of the relay he slammed last night, Looked, looked like the old Michael Phelps, to be sure. And, and so already the running joke here, and, and even some of his teammates have sort of hinted at this, is like, well, we'll see him four years in, in Tokyo. He has left a slight crack in that door. He really has said coming into the Olympics this time that he, he intends this to be his last. He's a new father now. He's looking to do other things in his life. But he's going to come out of these Olympics with four or five more gold medals, and <laughs> that will be the talk in a couple of weeks is, okay, is this, or at the end of this week, I should say, when he finishes this competition, is this really it? And we won't know. I mean, he left he left London four years ago saying that would be the end, and then a couple of years later we knew it was not the case. But he's been through a lot of, uh, he's been through a low point in his life, uh, went to rehab, um, for some substance abuse issues yeah. and has come back really a rejuvenated, a different person. And it's kind of good to see, I mean, his son's here with his, his fiance in, the, in, in Rio and I, he's really enjoying this one. And I think he's going to be again, a star, uh, you know, for the U S team all the way through this first week. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit today on one one nine WDET. I'm Steven Henderson. My guest is John Neo. He's a Detroit news sports reporter. He is in Rio for the Olympic games, covering them, uh, uh the USA and all the other countries competing. Uh, give us a call. If you want to join the conversation, are you watching the Olympics? Uh, what do you think of the NBC coverage of the Olympics, which is a little different this year? It seems a little like a reality show. Some people have complained about that. What do you think about Michael Phelps? Uh, used to swim here uh, with the University of Michigan swim team, practiced with them for a long time, uh, sort of a local figure, coming back to the Olympic Games and getting more gold medals. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. Uh, John, there was a narrative in the run-up to these games, and, and I think this is a narrative that's building over time in the Olympics uh, about these impoverished countries that that decide mm-hmm. to host the games and then, of course, put on these spectacular shows. Uh, I mean, really put themselves out and prove to the world that they can that they can do these things, but it, it it comes to some degree at the expense of people in the country. Brazil is one of those countries. I, I'm curious about whether that's a narrative that people are talking about in Rio, or is it just sort of the rest of the world looking at it, thinking, "Geez, how can they afford to do all this when there are there are you know millions and millions of poor people." In that country, no, it is absolutely a, it, it, that is not a storyline that is overblown by any stretch. Um, this is a country when they handed the Olympics um, nine or seven years ago to to, to Rio, uh, Brazil was you know rising. You know they had arrived in a lot of ways. Yeah. They felt they had arrived, and the economy was thriving. Um, and then, you know, really honestly, the, they survived the global recession in two thousand eight fairly well, but. 
it was after that, and China's economy is, is strongly tied to this one. And, and so the economic struggles have really hit hard. They're in their worst recession since the 1930s here, um, and unemployment's up twice what it was two years ago, even. Um, and, and you have this political unrest, and it's actually sort of played out even as the games have begun here. There's some, you know, small protests. Um, there have been actually some some fans showing up at events to protest the current president, who is <laughs> the fill-in president for the elected president, who is, uh, you know, about to be impeached here in Brazil. Um, and and so that it's the sort of underlying everything that's here, and you do, you have these favelas where the poverty is, you know, third-world-level poverty, and, and yet you have this multi-billion-dollar, you know, Olympic spectacle plopped down in the middle of it. They have done, I, I will give the organizers here credit, they have tried to save money and not, you know, even the opening ceremony wasn't this lavish thing that we've seen in recent Olympics, but nonetheless, this is an economy that certainly could have spent billions of dollars on other things than, than holding Olympics. But the IOC, is, we all know, is a fairly shameless organization that, and they were determined, the past president, not the current one, was determined that this, he was, before he retired, he was going to put an Olympics in South America for the first time and, and Africa being another goal of his that he hasn't reached and probably won't reach. But, um, that, that's, that's sort of the underlying thing. And, and, and it's absolutely visible even on, you know, we ride bus rides all over town going from venue to venue and you see the favelas. I mean, people have gone out and explored it a little bit, but, um, it's, it's a reality here for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Michael in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, how you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Oh, um, I guess I want to say I'm more surprised that it's the way the Olympics have came off. You know, it's better than I thought. Um, it's still the early stages. and um, But I'm still concerned about the people swimming in the water. I'm trying to figure out why did that <laughs> that was not taken care of before the Olympics. I don't uh, great that, question, that, Michael. Yeah. I don't know yeah, the no, answer. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, John. No, and, and, and that is, the, that is the, the, maybe the biggest failure of this Olympics. Is There were great, grand promises about cleaning up the, the water and the sanitation here, um, it, and it really hasn't come to fruition. I mean, the bays are still polluted. There's just it, It's just raw sewage you know, from all over um, in these flowing directly into some of these waterways here. And, and they have done small things, but certainly nothing major like they had promised when they, uh, you know, were bidding for these Olympics. And that is, you know, it's a lasting legacy. That's a, a lasting problem for this entire region. Um, we haven't seen, you know, it hasn't affected the competitions, and I don't know that it will. Um, they've cleaned up the bay to an extent where the sailing events are, are for instance. Um, you still hear enough horror stories to realize that it's not cleaned and fixed at all. Um, the beaches itself, I mean, the people here have been going to the beaches. <laughs> That's not going to stop them from going to the beaches. I, I think tourists probably here will be a little more hesitant to get their toes in the water. But, um, you know, some of the problems here, the Zika virus, you know, outbreak that was, you know, ground zero for that was really in Rio and Brazil. Yeah. I've seen one mosquito in the week I've been here. So that <laughs> is wintertime. That's not going to be the issue that I think people thought it might be, you know, months ago. But the water quality is, is, is not any better, um, by and large. Yeah, I mean, and that's not going to change. That's not going to change, you know, for years or decades or perhaps ever. And that's the, you know, the Olympics, they promise 
grand things, like I said, and, and rarely do they deliver. They often just leave a white elephant in their wake, and, and I don't know, the, the, the water quality issue here is not is not something that's going to get fixed by the Olympic planning stretch. Yeah. Uh, John Neo, uh, before I let you go, talk about the – uh, the upcoming events. Uh, swimming, of course, takes uh, takes center stage up front in the Olympics, but the USA has some strong teams uh, in some of these other sports. Women's gymnastics uh, jumps out in my mind as one of them. What are some of the things we're going to be looking at over the next uh, week and a half? Yeah, tonight, uh, actually, we have a little local flavor with the men's gymnastics team finals. Tonight. And the U.S. team is, uh, is in the mix for medal. Uh, they're probably not the favorites, but they're in the mix, and Sam McCulloch was Star at Michigan there for four years, won the NCAA championships for for the Wolverines. He'll be in action tonight. Um, actually, it'll be this afternoon, but NBC will show it tonight back there, so I won't spoil it for you, perhaps. Um, and uh, and then yeah, the swimming is center stage the first week, and then track and field sort of takes over from there. But but in between, you know, the men's basketball team, of course, is thrashing opponents, and will all the way to the gold medal certainly. But uh, women's volleyball team. Uh, the U.S. is is one. The, the beach volleyball is actually Copacabana Beach. I mean, if, if anybody's watched it in the first couple days here, that's an impressive venue, and that's going to be an exciting one here just with the crowds and the Brazilian teams are, are medal favorites along with the U.S. Um, the, the U.S., actually, I've been up to rowing yesterday, and, and for Michigan folks, there's a lot of you know local rowers who are there, and that's, that's always one of sort of the old standards of the Olympics and, and the women's eight is sort of this prestigious event and that's loaded with Michigan athletes on that boat and that's this weekend the final there for, for gold medal the U.S. women haven't haven't lost that in in, in 10 years so there's you know there's lots to watch and like you said it, with, the, with the Americans being expected to, to dominate I think NBC is, is going to have lots of sort of excitement to show back home. Okay John Neo sports reporter with the Detroit News in Rio for the Olympic Games thanks very much for joining us on Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see ya. All right, up next, Donald Trump might be an exceptional political figure in modern times for the country, but Detroit News columnist Neil Rubin says, we here in Michigan have seen something like this before in our lifetime. Stay tuned to Detroit Today. We'll talk to him next.